0: You can't delegate digital transformation for your company. You and your executives have to own it. Executives need to engage, embrace, and adopt new ways of working with the latest in emerging technologies. And that's where we come in. Welcome to Embracing Change. The business world is changing at a faster pace than it ever has, and companies need to keep up. We interview the most interesting CEOs, CMOs, and other executives to talk about their challenges with digital transformation in their industry. This is Embracing Change, and this is your host, Gerardo Carrick. Hey, everyone, welcome to Embracing Change. Today, we have a very special guest with us, someone who I am incredibly excited to introduce. It is my pleasure to welcome Analisa Dominic. Annalisa is not just an accomplished executive. She's a true powerhouse in the tech industry, known for her strategic insight and innovative approach. Currently wearing the hat of the Chief Marketing Officer at Open Gear, she has been at the helm of navigating the company through the digital landscape. But beyond these impressive credentials, Annalisa is a passionate leader, inspiring her teams to consistently reach new heights. Her journey from IBM to AT&T and now to OpenGear is a story of ceaseless learning, adaptation, and growth. It is the story that we're here to explore today. So with further ado, let's give her a warm welcome. Hi, Annalisa. How are you?
1: Hi. Hi. It's nice nice to be here, Geraldo. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's the pleasure to have you here. So obviously, I've just did a quick introduction on on you, but could you briefly introduce yourself and talk about your journey uh, briefly? To so our audience get to know a little bit more about the, you.
1: The, the full journey or the synopsis? No, just it, it,
0: well, just just like that. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get into the detail uh, yeah. during the conversation, um, but just a quick introduction.
1: Is, yeah. So I, I began my career at IBM, as you mentioned. I spent a number of years in the technology um, landscape and then moved into telco and spent a number of years in telco. And I'm now at Open Gear and loving every moment of the disruption that we're causing and things that we're doing here. I've spent years in marketing, number of years in product development, as well as a number of years in sales. So um, I've, I've run the gamut across um, all of those different um, jobs and careers and opportunities. And I've seen a lot in my life. So I'm happy to be here to share some of those insights.
0: Well, that's fantastic. We're we're very happy to have you here with us. So I would say, I would like to start, you know, this conversation is always framed around the concept of digital transformation, right, for businesses. and, And given your experience, I mean, you've Cover so many different sectors of technology uh, during your career. Um, I guess I would start asking, how have your past experiences or these experiences shaped uh, your approach to marketing?
1: Um, I think that's an awesome question. And I I believe in my heart that it always gets down to being customer obsessed. Um, As long as you put the customer first any lever you choose or any technology you choose to deploy, one should always have the customer in mind. Um, so I mean I've I've seen it all from sending out mail, like mm-hmm. literally sending mail out for an invitation to you know where we are today and even this call that we're having we had technology issues to begin with but we had a you know we had a backup plan in place. Um, and I think that having started my career in technology, I've always had an, a love of technology and what it could do for humans and for relationships and, and for our customers. So it's just been natural for me to try to be ahead of what's coming and using the technology for good. Um, I I think that the the technology that's in place that enables us to Respond to customers in their language, respond to customers as they want to be touched um, is is a great marketing tool. And then on the backside of this, being able to use all of the analytics that the data um, provides to support a direction you're taking or even to support that you're doing the wrong thing. Um, it, it, it's great. I mean, back in the day, we, we weren't able to have any of the analytics we have today, right? We mm-hmm. were shooting a a dart at a bullseye and praying that someone would either answer the phone or open up a piece of mail. I mean, today I can touch, I could touch my customer in less than 10 seconds. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that the technology is also enabling us to do more of a integrated marketing approach versus Mm -hmm. these one-offs. And I think that in order to establish a relationship with any true customer or have customer obsessed, you have to be able to touch those customers in multiple ways. Number of technologies out there that enable us to do that. And I mean, you know, so hopefully I've answered the question because- No, no, you have, you have.
0: And this is is a very, very interesting uh, answer because it talks about, you know, the whole concept of being customer obsessed, right? And this idea of understanding your buyer personas and your customer personas and what pains they go through, right, and what are their challenges and how our product or service can actually Solve those challenges that they have, right? It's uh, I think it's at the heart of what we do as marketeers, right? Well, it should be.
1: Or oh, it we should be. Part of it. Yeah, it yeah. Not,
0: not, not all companies do that, right? Right. right. Um, so, I guess a follow up question to that is when we think about being customer obsessed, right? I'm thinking about customer personas or buyer personas. Is there a limit on how many? customer personas we should be thinking of as we are, you know, have you, have, and, and, and Let me of course ask you I know the, this. Okay. Do you have a
1: limited budget? Yes. Okay. So that's your answer, right? Okay. I, I think you do have to look at customers in a buying journey from, are they brand new? Or are they in the middle somewhere or at the, the end of life, right? And mm-hmm. then you can segment accordingly. But most of us do not have an unlimited budget. Mm -hmm. Most of us cannot speak to someone in every unique specific instance, unfortunately. Um, But
0: that would be the ideal scenario. It would be the
1: ideal scenario, absolutely. If there was a
0: technical solution to do that, that would be the ideal scenario.
1: If there was a technical solution that enabled me to keep my costs down, stay within budget and speak to my customers, yes. Now, here's the thing though, there is technology in place that says, This customer's touched me twice. This customer has read this. This customer is interested in that, right? If you're talking about true customer personas, this customer is a police officer Mm -hmm. and he's been on the job for 20 years and he saved a family last week and he has three kids. That's different than. Mm This is a customer or prospect that's downloaded a white paper and of has course. come to my website twice, right? So, of course, depending on how you want to define customer persona, I would love to be able to get to the point where I know that that police officer has a granddaughter that's graduating from kindergarten and I can send a gift to him, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't have that granularity. Yeah. But I do know that he came to my website, downloaded a white paper, and he's, He's interacted, or he's liked, or he's followed, right? So the, there's a distinction there that I just wanted to be clear with. Um,
0: yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. And 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 I, I'm 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 glad that you're clarifying that for you know for our audience, right? Because when we talk about customer persona with our clients, for sure, right? You know, we develop that persona, the police persona, right? We're saying, okay, your product um, has these. Uh, clear personas in mind, right? So it might be, you know, the, the policeman and you know, the policeman and the single mother and the, you know, whatever that is, right? And, and 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 I agree, how much we can address their specific needs with very targeted communication depends on the budget, right? right. Depends on the right. budget. But at least we know this is, th- these are all of the personas that we, you know, that we target. So, okay. So that's really, really interesting. Um, so let's just... You know, just trying to go a little bit back and talk about digital transformation in general. Right. And I mean, I'm very interested in having this conversation with you because you've touched so many different. Uh, technology verticals in a way that it, I guess my question is, can you share your thoughts on the impact of digital transformations on various industries you've been part of? You know, do you see any common threads? Do you see any any similarities?
1: Well, I don't think um, i don't I don't necessarily agree that we can uh, segment it by industry
0: mm-hmm.
1: as much as um I mean, because the digital transformation actually is impacting every industry, right? Some industries are more ahead than others. Mm-hmm. I think it would be would would behoove us all as um, technologists and marketing folks just to understand that there's not a big difference between distribution and manufacturing and healthcare, but there there is a, a, a delineation between B2B versus B2C. Mm-hmm. So again, it goes back to the buying persona versus an industry, because all industries are being impacted by digital transformation. I mean, you can't you cannot see not unsee that even our kids are more savvy than we ever were with technology right mm-hmm. so um i think though from a buying persona perspective if you're in a b2b environment you're going to touch your customers regardless of industry differently than you would if you were in a b2c a business mm-hmm. you know business to consumer um so i don't like to necessarily say well i'm going to i'm going to use different digital technology for industry but i will use digital technology for different buying personas as we were mentioning earlier mm-hmm. hopefully that makes more sense your b2b customers more of a relationship nurturing um the the time frame to to decision making is generally longer the purchase price is gen- generally higher your b2c is i mean we all know Who doesn't see an Amazon truck coming down your street every day, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. those decisions are made quickly. They're made, um, they're emotional buying decisions usually, and they're not as 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 expensive as a a business solution would be. So Mm -hmm, I would mm -hmm. talk to them differently. Sure. At campaigns, you could look at the Nike campaign, digital transformation campaign, versus looking at what um, IBM is doing for digital transformation. So it's just, it's dependent on who you're reaching, why you're reaching them. Sure. How we're going to speak to them.
0: So, so if we talk about B2B, okay. Yep. And technology products, yep. right. In, in the last uh, few years, right. I would say in the last five, six years, you know, the, you know, the, the, the growth of um, social prospecting, right. Through sales navigator or LinkedIn, you know uh, you know we know that b2b buyers are um probably 70 percent into into the research before they contact you as a p- potential vendor right you know they're not they're, 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 once they start having a conversation with with a you know with a vendor they've already done a lot of investigation a lot of research right so the importance of brand authority and and content and inbound marketing and using automation tools and CRM tools to be able to get them to that point where they feel comfortable adding you as a vendor into their list of potential suppliers or potential solutions right you know I'm sure that's something you deal with constantly right how's that you know I I guess how's that changed from when you started right when you started and you didn't have all of this and suddenly all of these tools are starting to and uh, to, to pop up and 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 the the cycle changes, right? So can, can can you reflect a little bit on on what's changed on the B two B marketing yeah, the, side?
1: For me, I I the biggest change has been um, of the B two B decision maker is um, embracing the technology more because of the young younger generations coming in that love technology have grown up with technology. Um, typically a B2B person would always be a relationship sale. Now you find that B2B um, folks are um, are following you on LinkedIn, are responding to ads, pop-up ads more frequently, are inviting you uh, to join them on their journey, et cetera, et cetera. So back in the day, you know, we had to go knock on a door. Uh, I mean, true story. I'll never forget driving into, this is when I was in sales at IBM, driving a foreign car into an American manufacturing prospects parking lot, getting into the building and then getting yelled at about what are you doing here? You're, you're not driving American and you need to come back when you have an American car kind of thing, right? Nobody faces those kind of things today. Wow. <laughs> so yes. this is tr- I mean, this is a true story.
0: And a- I, can wow. remember,
1: oh, I was so, so excited to be out on one of my first sales calls for, you know, and they're yelling at me because I decided, because true story, I had had American car. It was a lemon. It broke down. The manufacturer, I will not name, could not figure out what was wrong with it. And my mom and dad were like, we told you you should buy foreign. And I'm like, but I want to support, you know, I'm American manufacturer. I want to work. For, you know what I mean? Like, I want to do the right thing here. And I'm getting yelled at because my first car was a lemon. And so I went with a foreign car mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, we don't, we don't have those, we don't have those kind of relationships really anymore like we've had yes Mm -hmm. we have yes we have more relationships I guess the point of this is yes we have more relationships because we have this digital transformation we have all these tools and all of this technology that can enable us to reach more people but do we have a relationship Mm -hmm. can they do they know what you're driving are they going Mm -hmm. to yell at you if you pull into their parking lot right Mm -hmm. like so there's there's good and there's bad and there's ugly to to everything um for me it's the ability to utilize the data to have a more convert you know a deeper conversation a deeper meaning for where my customer is in their journey Mm -hmm. but i i miss the good old days too right i i miss being yelled at or i miss bringing a cake to a customer when it's his birthday um So I think what we need to, as marketers, remember is that the tools are only as good as that as we strengthen and enable relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are always putting those customers first. And I think we have to sometimes slow down and appreciate the personal aspect of this. I mean, look at what COVID did to all of us. Mm -hmm. We were all brain dead by the end of the day because we were all constantly on Zoom calls or team calls and nobody had had gotten used to being in front of a video so who was mm-hmm. who even wanted to make a decision at that point in time to to buy yeah. something it's yeah. like am i going to be alive at the end of the week or is yeah. am i going to lose a family member so i think if we if we just remember how we felt during covid and we were more concerned for the emotional elements of things mm-hmm. i think that strengthens us as marketers and all of the technologies yeah. there to enable that I don't have to spend time anymore on spreadsheets, right? I don't have to go through spreadsheets. I don't have to go through mailing lists. I don't have to make sure that the mailing list is being printed out of the printer on the right line, right? I mean, I just don't have to do that. So it affords me time to think about the the human element of it, right? That's what technology is supposed to do. It's supposed to enable connections. It's supposed to provide us the ability to strengthen our humanness. Yeah. And business is human. I mean, I know at the end of the day, we're looking at you know the P and we're worrying about our sales numbers, and we're. But it's still there's still people. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'm answering this or if I've gone off. I no, know but I for you. I, but I love, <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: I you know I I I, I love I, you know, I, I love what you just said and and you just uh, reflected so much on on you know in 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 our agency we're, you know we're part with wsi a very large network of agencies right and we just launched a new slogan that says embrace digital but stay human right and i think okay. that's exactly what you were saying and i was i couldn't you know i couldn't stop thinking about okay this is exactly what we've been saying right because at the end of the day all of these tools can only help us um scale and improve and deliver something that is more personalized and more relevant to you. But, but at the end of the day, we're talking to humans and we are actually doing business with uh, you know, with people, right. And we can never forget. Uh, well, I'm right? not so, open
1: to AI. I mean, like, right. I, I've yeah. got, I've got feelings.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Remember Ex- that. Exactly. Although sometimes open AI feels like they have feelings right i know i know, mean,
1: I know. <laughs> trust me they can write better than me too which pisses me off every time i'm like darn i wish i'd thought about that but
0: i know yeah. i know uh, I, it ha- i don't know if it happens to you but when i i, I use chat gpt a lot right and you know when i working with chat gpt and it gives me an answer right i say thank you <laughs> I said, this is great. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. But why didn't I think about that? Like I'm expecting him to answer me, him, listen to me like. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. I know. I know. All right. So let me, let me take the conversation in in, in a different way. And you and I, we talked about this when, when, when we did our prep talk before the podcast. Right. And I think something that is unique to you is the fact that as a woman, you've had the chance to work on technology industries from the, from the beginning. Right. And, and the, uh, Technology has been historically a male-dominated, uh, let's say, vertical, um, you, you want to call it, industry. <laughs> so so uh, probably not anymore, but for sure when, when we started, right? Uh, and we're not going to uh, uh, talk about ages here, but when, when you and I started, which we were probably from, from around the same year. So as a woman in technology, what advice would you give to other women looking to make their mark in this field?
1: Be yourself, Mm -hmm. be authentic and be genuine. Um, Okay. Okay. So here's, here's true story. Um, Because of my age, we didn't Mm -hmm. have girls soccer teams back in the day. So Mm -hmm. I played with boys, Mm -hmm. but I was just as good as the boys. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to come to the table with an understanding of teamwork and camaraderie but that you are different and you are unique. And um, another true story, I'll never forget having, being in a meeting. I can't, I I literally can't believe I'm sharing this on a podcast. Being in a meeting and um, I'm the only woman in a room full of men Mm -hmm. who look very much like you do um, and having a heat flash. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm literally whipping the jacket off, pulling a fan out, putting it down mm-hmm. on the table. And meanwhile, all the men are sitting there going.
0: What's going what? on? What is going on with her? So yeah. I look
1: at them all, I go, I'm having a hot flash. Does anybody have a problem with it? Right, right? Like I'm a woman, mm-hmm. I this happens. major yeah. surgery. I am going through menopause, don't wanna be, but I am and I am hot. So whether you want me to leave and go outside or stay in here and be productive with you, This fan needs to be on. And they did not know what to do with that. Like they literally were like, okay, Annalisa. And and we we went on, right? But Uh I think we have to just remember that there are differences. Be respectful of the differences Mm -hmm. and understand that differences bring better results. You know, when you have a diverse team, you have the most impactful, thoughtful marketing machine ever. You cannot you cannot look like the same. You, I mean, I don't want anybody on my team that looks like me. I just don't.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: want that. I want them to come from different backgrounds. I want them to come from different countries. I want them to come from a world of difference. And I think as a woman, I was always just fortunate enough to be able to be comfortable in my skin to be my authentic self and to be honest, I'm having a hot flash.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, and, 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 and I'm not I, gonna hide this. Yeah.
1: I am having a hot flash.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's amazing that the, we're now going through a time where that's okay to say, right, you know, that's okay. You know, I, I think probably 20 years ago, the response would have been different, right? Or you, or probably your confidence of being able to say that would be different, right? Because, because there were some, uh, how would you put it um, different mindsets, right? To, to um, equality and women at work, et cetera, right? I mean, I'm, I'm an engineer too and I went to engineering school in Mexico and I think, I don't know, we might have been probably a class of 300 people, uh, our generation, and probably 10 of them were women or 15, but the rest were men, right? So everything was catered to, towards
1: right. males, right?
0: right? Okay. Um, so 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 uh, the mindset would have been different too, right? Well, now I think we were going through a time where, you know, where that is, you know, that is expected and 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 I'm glad you shared. I'm glad you shared that because if, if there's other women listening to, to this podcast, they will be inspired, but you know, but I hope by, so by that experience, for sure, for sure. Um, are there any resources or strategies that have helped you in your journey as a woman um, in technology? Any resources or strategies you want to share?
1: Um, I, I think I I've always been willing to take a risk. Um and I think that having had multiple experiences across sales and products and marketing has um enabled me to be a better marketer and a better leader and a better overall organization champion because I've I've had those, I've carried a bag, I've developed product for ATT, I've been in you know all all facets of marketing so i think the strategy for me has always was always to learn more mm-hmm. learn as much as you can um and that makes you a more well-rounded human mm-hmm. first and then leader so get as many experiences as possible you know sign up for those icky classes you don't think you want to take just take them because you're never going to know what you'll learn and what will be carried forward. So just, that would be my my your
0: advice. Excellent, excellent. Let me let me just move you know shift gears and let's just talk about what what you're doing now, right? The industry you're in now. Um, so what do you see happening right now in your industry and what you do at the Open Gear and the, um, kind of like what what are the things that. Are gonna impact the industry in the next couple of years. You know what? You know what are you kind of like paying attention to?
1: So, for, from from, um, I've, I've got to be. I need to be a little more careful with my words. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm just doing a little reflection. So in in our industry, fortunately, we have we have been um, very successful, even through COVID. Um, You know, we are a technology that enables the network to run when you're out of band. So we're not stressing the production network. We're not bringing anything down. We can help you do all of your updates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, For us, from an evolution perspective, we are going to, we're going to be looking at growing into a software space, which I think will be key. To our offering, I think from a marketing perspective, the um, the ability to utilize more analytics, the tools that are that are coming, that you know costs are are declining, which will be great. Um, I also feel like you know chatbots and mobile experiences and um, redesigning a website are critical for us for the success in the future. So there's multiple things from a product perspective, as well as a marketing. We, You can never sit in your laurels. You mm-hmm. always need to be looking into the future and determining what it is you need to do to get them there mm-hmm. and um, glo- growing globally. So I will be increasing my teams around the globe, um, on the ground, around the globe, so that we can have more personal uh, interactions with sales and our channel organizations. So so there's a bunch of things coming i'm mm-hmm. um I'm excited about it mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but it's yeah i I can't get into too many details
0: oh, no 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 I get it I get it uh, and 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 I didn't mean to to talk specifically about about the plans but more about emerging digital trends are there any kind of like looking towards the future are there any emerging digital trends that you're most excited right, we, about? Uh, we just
1: we talked about it the the open AI and the chat the open be, AI. Be like okay. it's it can write a blog. You can go mm-hmm. out and say, write me a blog for the manufacturing customer on Blah. Mm-hmm. And you get a blog that mm-hmm. is so what it's going to do, is going to free up my team to start thinking bigger and wider and more deeper and those relationship things. So I think mm-hmm. that all of the tools, I mean, we've we've seen you and I are basically the same age. We mm-hmm. have seen so many things come and go. Mm-hmm. Most things stick to some level, right? Yeah. Um, there lots also, of shiny
0: objects, lots of shiny objects that never stick to
1: this is true. Um, but they enable us to then stop and think from a human perspective, mm-hmm. what else can we be doing? So, um, I'm excited about that. i I really am. Yeah. I mean, I, I left IBM to join the wireless industry Mm -hmm. back in the day, thinking that once I got to the wireless industry, you'd be able to use your phone to hold down a map and do all this cool stuff because I came from IBM with all the applications and hardware and the technology. And when I jumped into wireless, all I had was a phone. I'm like, ah, where's the applications, right? I can't do anything with this thing. So mm-hmm. I jumped a little early, but it's here now. It's just, it's stuff is always going to evolve. But if you do think about putting your team first and your customers first and it, it just be human about it, I mean, um, the Terminator is not going to really happen if we're human.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, to me, you know, when I look across any industry, the most the thing that I'm most excited about is OpenAI and what it can do and and deep learning. Um, And I'm very interested in in understanding the impact it's going to have on on businesses, but not from from the perspective of how it's gonna impact workflows, how it's gonna make businesses more efficient to, to run, how it's gonna liberate or free up time of people to actually spend time thinking and not doing repetitive tasks, right? Right. Um, you know, obviously, there's there's some types of roles that are probably going to be more effective. No, if you're a copywriter, it's a problem, right? Because now ChatGPT can write a blog for you. Or if you're a designer, right? Yes, you know, but so many- it's
1: it limited. It's limited. So it, it can write it, but you still need the copywriter to wrap it with a human
0: yeah, you need, yeah, you specific. and you need the prompts, right? You need you, you need to be yeah. able to prompt it and know what to write about. you you, you have but but that's going what I'm saying is i'm 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 very intrigued about the change in 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 in. SOPs, right? In in, yeah. in in procedures and in uh, workflows within companies, right? Yeah,
1: you're thinking about this from an engineering perspective.
0: From an engineering perspective, yeah. and also from a business perspective, because that's opening up opportunities for companies like ours to actually come to a client and say, listen, all of this technology, you don't have to be afraid of it, you have to be to embrace it because it can make it, it can make you more efficient, right? And how we can yeah. help you figure out where the efficiencies are, right? So I'm looking at it as this is almost like an industrial revolution to me. And and it's going to have that type of that level of impact, I think, going forward. And then, what opportunities are going to come up eh, to actually, you know, participate in this new revolution, right? So again, yes, but don't it's, forget, it's industrial
1: revolutions take years.
0: I know, I know, <laughs> true, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so so um, I would say. Uh, What's one, you know, and, and we're coming to a close here on the podcast, right? So I'm interested to, to, uh, to ask you, what's one key takeaway or piece of advice you'd want listeners to remember about embracing change, right? Embracing, embracing all of this revolution we're talking about in their roles, in their personal lives.
1: Uh, is there, is- I think it would be to dare to take a risk challenge it um don't be afraid of it embrace it and use it use it for your betterment right mm-hmm. don't use it for evil um but use it to improve your life to to provide you more time to walk the dog or get to the gym or whatever the case may be don't be afraid of it i mean i i love running to technology and mm-hmm. i I've done that my whole entire career. I, it's 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 a wonderful, challenging mindset i I work in, but um technology is there to help us. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you always remember that, then I, I I think think all will be good.
0: excellent. Well, Annalisa, thank you so much for spending some time, you know with us and with you know with our listeners. I really appreciate this conversation. Uh, I love all of the insights that you shared and I hope we can have you in the future uh, for another for another go.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys. Thank you. Take care.